Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all of those reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us today as we delve deeper into the country western nightmare that is Saddle Ranch. <laughs> today we're going to be discussing episode four, which is called, oh, I guess I should open my notes, huh? Um, Cowboy Romance. But before we get into that, and before we get into breakdowns or anything of that nature, um, there has been major news in the Bravoverse, as all of you know. And so Meredith and I decided that instead of discussing our thoughts on the Vanderpump Rules drama privately, we would share them all with you. So we're going to do that first at the top of the show, and then we'll get into Saddle Ranch. Yeah. So let's dive in. I mean... I saw I've been on Reddit not like I've been, ever, yes. since Friday, refreshing it every ten minutes. Yes. So I would like to point out that I was out of the country when this news broke, and I would like to thank my friends, including my co-host here, that just you know kept me informed while I was out of the country. Um, I saw a tweet that this is our generation's Watergate. I don't disagree. Hundred percent. This is better than Fofty. It's way better than Fofty. Um, and. Just when you think Vanderpump Rules is on the rebound and it's coming back, man. Ugh. Okay. So what's your what's your just like overall hot take on it? I mean, I've been dissecting well, details and all that, but like just big picture hot take. I mean, my well, my hot take, and I have I'm not the only person to have this hot take. I have seen this spouted online before, and I love Ariana. I am team Ariana nonstop, but you lose a man the way you get a man. And yeah. she was cheating on Kristen. I mean, he was cheating on Kristen with her. And that's how they hooked up. And, you know, I, I again, I don't think anyone deserves what's happened to her. What I, I believe that she and Tom and Kristen's overlap was way shorter than the yes. her Raquel Tom overlap. It was definitely less messy. Now, do I believe that she and Tom only kissed in Vegas before he and Dodie broke up? No, I think they probably had slept together. Um, so I don't think that this should be quite as shocking as everyone thinks that because this seems to be his MO. Now, that being said, he is disgusting. Like yes. he is disgusting. Okay. So this is what I started to say to Frank before we pressed record. And then we realized we should put on hold. I'm not surprised. I'm a bit disappointed, but I'm not surprised that Sandoval is still a cheater. Like, let's not forget that he and Kristen cheated on each other. She's the one that took you know, the fall and lost a lot of friends, but he had cheated on her with several people. Yeah. So I'm not at all surprised that Sandoval's a cheater or that they had an open relationship or whatever people want to say. I am surprised by who he cheated with for how long and what a web this has become for all involved. Well, and also Ariana came out and said, even before this happened, that they did not have an open relationship. There you go. and. The fact that I, I am surprised by the pairing of Sandoval and Raquel. I will say that too. It, I'm I was, shocked. I'm still shocked. I'm still yeah, like boggled. It, it boggles my mind. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. And the fact that they apparently had sex in Tom and Ariana's house and all that is just while so, Ariana was there. Yeah, it's it is just next level messed up. And then when you look back over seasons, and Ariana and Tom were the ones that were championing James and Raquel. And Ariana, remember her yelling, I stand Raquel. Raquel is my queen. She was always trying to bring her into the friend group. Yep. And I'm also disappointed because 
I feel like Raquel was finally starting to grow on me, if only slightly. And even in this season that's airing right now, in the first few episodes where she's realizing that her relationship with James was like more emotionally draining than she realized when she was in it, it made me sad for her. And I thought like, oh, maybe Raquel is growing up. And then I watched last week's episode today, earlier today, because I was out of the country. And now it's just, I, I'm struggling to watch it. Like, it's just all such bullshit. All this stuff with Schwartz is just a decoy. Like, it's just, just string. Yeah. And it, both Toms can really go fuck themselves. Both of well, them. Well, and let's not forget that I think this coming week, she hooks up with Oliver, Garcelle's married son, when they yeah. go to Vanderpump uh, Paris. Yeah. In, in Vegas. Yeah. She's it a is, trash pile. It It's really bad. Like, I... She had just started to grow on me. Even before this came out, I, like like you, I was team her in the beginning of the season, episode one or two maybe. But then even all the stuff with Schwartz, like, I don't yes. like Katie. Don't make me feel bad for Katie. Gross, you're making me feel bad for Katie. But you are 10,000% breaking, not even just girl code, code of the universe. Yeah. If you were going to go make out with someone in your friend group's ex-husband when they haven't even been divorced for a whole year and there are a billion other men for you to hook up with, like, fuck you, Raquel. Yeah. She started to lose me with Schwartz. However, I did. <laughs> I had a very complicated relationship with that scene, too, because if I were Katie, I would be pissed understandably so but she's like screaming at sheena even though she told sheena i'd be fine with that and ariana was the only one who was right like no one ever gets mad at schwartz why is katie not screaming at schwartz about like yeah. why are you humiliating me why are you making out with someone we both know it's just ah i'm so mad all the men get away with everything on this fucking show i am so excited for when bravo does a spinoff though of katie ariana and lala Do you i think can't. they will I don't know. In my mind, in my perfect world, yes. I just want to see it. I wonder if they're going to film. I wonder if Dodie will show up in the stuff they've been filming over the weekend. So for those of you who don't know, and I'm sure everybody knows, they pulled the cameras in on Friday and they've you been bet. filming all weekend. Um, they had a sit down with um, Tom and Ariana where apparently she felt like he just gaslit her the whole time. And I'm sure he did. Because did you hear what he said to her? No. So at the sit down, page six reported this, you know, apparently he's like, oh, we wanted to tell you, I wanted to tell you for a long time, but you know, your grandmother died in September and you were so close to her and your depression and we own a house together. Like he had a billion excuses as to why he couldn't come clean about this and none of them were valid. Yeah, no, he is a narcissist, a sociopath and a coward. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I... They have been together for nine years and not once could you even have a conversation with her like, I'm not quite feeling this the way that I used to. Like not Raquel caught your eye and then like nearly nine months later after a full blown affair behind her back and you get caught before you say something. And if you go back and watch him and Schwartz on Watch What Happens Live, like last week, because I went back and watched it again, like this weekend. A lot um, of people did. It is wild. Like wild. I I don't know if I can stomach it. I'm I'm really mad at Schwartz too. Like Everyone should be mad at Schwartz. He fucking Schwartz, knew. And he was yeah. part of the cover up. And he also, you know, he and Katie have been trying to have a friendly divorce and good on them, right? Like, I don't think that I would be the type, but good on them for trying. And he sabotaged that 
and threw himself into this like situation with Raquel for the sake of his true spouse, Sandoval. Yeah. And it just, Katie must feel so fucking vindicated now. Like this just proves exactly why she wanted to divorce Schwartz. A hundred percent. I mean, and the other thing about the Tom leaving, I mean, as much as it was still cheating. And I mean, I know I'm the one that said this earlier, but Sandoval and Dodie had a horribly toxic relationship. Yeah. And Ariana seemed like a very supportive, stable, down-to-earth partner. Oh, my God. I know what I found on Reddit. This is insane. Oh so, um, remember, of course, everyone remembers the story of her talking about, like, the actor she used to date who, like, made mm -hmm. her feel disgusting. Do you know who it was? I think I've read it before, but remind me. Thomas Middleditch. Oh, really? That's not yes. who I read. Yeah. Oh, I, that's I what I read. That. I've I mean, there's been a ton of shit about him being a horrible human being and like sexually assaulting girls at golf clubs and all this shit. But I actually, I thought it was like a young and more like CW tweeny actor. Yeah, what um, everything I found on Reddit said Thomas. Oh, I totally now, take it was Reddit. Take it for a grain of salt. But yeah, no, I've read things about him before too, so that wouldn't surprise me. But I thought Ariana's ex was actually hot. There, I said it. Yeah, well, he's not hot. No, but see, I could see her being like quirky, funny, yeah, nerdy. Yeah. Like I could see her going for that. Yeah. I and it also makes me sad too because Ariana, I feel like, gave him so much space to just be this fucking narcissist that he is. Like taking a backseat to all of his shit, like his costumes and his band and whatever the fuck. And I just I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Well, and there's literally footage of her jumping up and down screaming, supporting him two minutes before she finds out. Ugh. Have you seen the footage? No. Oh, it's awful. She, well, I mean, it's not awful, but it's footage of her jumping up and down. And she's like, go, Tom, whatever, blah, 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 blah. It's like someone recording behind her. And then the phone falls out of his pocket, I guess, and she picks it up. And that's where the video stops. But that's when he drops his phone is when she picks it up. And that's when she sees the Raquel video. And it was Raquel, like, diddling herself, right? Yeah, they were, they were, I guess, like, dirty FaceTiming and he recorded it, which all the way, gross. Like, why are, I mean, I guess, I don't know. How FaceTime. was that active on his phone? When it fell out of his pocket. Well, I think she picked it up and saw like a message from Raquel or whatever and like clicked on it or, you know. Oh my God. I mean, I don't think it was like, the. It, I don't think it was all, literally on the phone, but she found it. I don't think she was doing it on purpose. Yeah. Um, I also am proud of Sheena at this moment and her reactions that we've read about this week, to be honest. Oh God. Shishu for the win. I'm not condoning violence. That's not I am. what I'm <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. However, I am thrilled to see that. I feel like Sheena has always said, like, I'm not a girl's girl. I'm a guy's girl, blah, blah, blah. And she has, like, unfollowed Tom, Raquel, all of them. And she apparently decked Raquel in the face. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about with this part is that when Sheena and Raquel were on Watch What Happens Live, which, by the way, gross, that Raquel gave Andy the sweatshirt that she wore to BravoCon and then Tom wore dressed up as her. You know, he went as Raquel for Halloween. Yes. yes. And then she uh, yes. gave Andy the sweatshirt. So they, I don't know. They need to like check it for DNA. But um, as immediately as soon as they, they, they left, watch what happens live and went out to a bar. And that was when Ariana texted her the video and everything. And was like, Oh my God, this just happened. Sheena freaked out, punched Raquel in the face and took her phone and like threw it in the street and smashed it into a million pieces. So yay, Sheena. And I condone every second of it. Yep. I, well, Sheena was just as much a Raquel stan as Ariana, mm. if not more. Yeah. And I guess Andy um, texted, because one of the controversies in Watch What Happens Live was that he asked who the hotter Tom is and they both said Sandoval. And I guess during the commercial break, 
Um, Andy said, you know, I'm surprised you didn't say Schwartz. And Raquel said, oh, well, he has abs. And Sheena said, I only said Sandoval because I thought you would say Schwartz. Mm. Oh, it's all so, so gross. I know. I'm it, excited like, for Lisa to be on Watch What Happens Live on Wednesday, though. Yeah, emergency taping or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I also, I just, the posthumous filming, the fact that the reunion hasn't happened yet. For those of us who stuck with this show through the last few boring seasons, ugh. But I'm well. I'm and did you see they moved the ringing it up? They're filming it on the twenty third. I'm I'm here for it. I mean, what space can we rent out in this city to fill and scream and throw? I, I am so. I'm trying to think of what other good stuff I learned on Reddit that we haven't already seen. Does your party um, room have a big screen TV? It doesn't, unfortunately. I mean, it oh, has God. the TV over top of the bar thing, but it's the same size as the TV in my house. So, oh my God. Um, if it had a projector screen, I would say we need to do it. A hundred percent. I'm trying to think what other good, like, dirt. Oh, 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 okay. I know. This was the, this is the only other thing that I'm assuming people um, didn't um, see on Reddit because my friend Anthony sent this to me. So, this is wild. So Cam Soda, that like porn site that I believe Larissa from um, only uh, from 90 Day Fiance okay. um, was doing, who got fired? Someone did something for Cam Soda. And I might've been Larissa got fired from like a reality show because they were doing porn on Cam Soda. Cam Soda comes out and says, Vanderpump Rules Tom Sandoval cheating scandal brings big offer from porn site. Vanderpump Rules star Tan Sandoval cheating scandal scandal is worth six figures to a site pushing adult content not for what you think this isn't for porn they're offering him a live streaming offer for his fucking band they offered him five hundred and forty thousand dollars to stream 12 concerts live on their site instead of taking a show on the road and playing in front of an audience um cam soda thinks tom's going to catch tons of flack if the band plays before a live crowd so they're offering him a way out cam soda's vice president darren parker Fired off an offer letter to Tom pitching the 540k live stream deal as a way to save the band and potential justice for Ariana Chance and tomato throwing. Of course, Cam Soda is still Cam Soda and the adult live stream porn site adds, you can dress in your outfit, show some skin, and even tell your side of the story if you'd like. No word if Tom plans to accept the offer. But are they who's gonna pay to watch his dumb fucking band live stream? Like how, you're not gonna make your half million dollars back, Cam Soda. I hate to break it to you, but I don't know. Um, it's also, I do, did you see that like their business partner, Greg sort of entered the chat oh, in yes. the past few days? And I will say like, I did feel a little bad for him and their staff too. And where Tom, where Sandoval put out a statement saying like, don't punish my businesses and whatever that I'm not here for. But when Greg was saying like, we actually employ all these people and like, this really sucks. I'm sure it does. But um, there's someone on Etsy has already created a shirt with the, um, Tom and Sandy's like neon logo, but it says, it says cheaters and liars. <gasps> I almost bought one. <laughs> um, if you do throw one in for me and I'll Venmo you. I um, I, but I also think it's very interesting that Greg is joining the fray because as you know, you just watched this week's episode. They were really teeing it up to make it look like Lisa buys him out and like somehow rescues them. So I guess that didn't happen. Like, spoiler alert for the rest of the season. We know that doesn't happen. Yeah. I actually, I am here for Lisa's restaurant takes. 
in a way that I'm, I haven't been usually. Um, cause like when they were building out Tom Tom and whatever, I really struggled to watch that. Like it was just so annoying to me. And the fact that they own 5% a piece, I was just like, get the fuck out of here. I just can't take it. But her showing up and being like, so you're paying rent and you're not open and laughing at them. Like, yeah, that's, that's bad. You don't want to do that. I wonder if, um, Lisa will change the name of Tom Tom. There's been a little bit of speculation about that online. <laughs> wouldn't be mad about it. No, I wouldn't be either. Did you read um, about the lightning bolt necklaces? Because don't yes. think I didn't scroll all the way back through both of their feeds and find them. Yes. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, and I'm sure you do, is that <laughs> Raquel and Tom's or Sandoval's like secret, I love you to each other, was that they bought lightning bolt necklaces that they each wear. And if you scroll through their IGs, they're both wearing them from like July on. Yep. I mean, they were fully together when they, I mean, they were fully together when they were filming this season. They were fully together when she was dating Peter. They were fully together when she was asking Schwartz to make out with her. Like this yep. is disgusting. And so, apparently his band knew the whole time. Yep. Well, so that was interesting too. And somebody on Facebook said, well, why wouldn't the band tell Ariana? But they would say, they were like, why would you rat on your boss? Yeah. Like, he's, he, pay, he pays he's them paying them. Yeah. He's paying them. Yeah. Um, so I also had a friend chat me today and she came up with a theory on her own just because we're all obsessing about this. It's all we can read about. Let's be honest. And she said, she said, grooming isn't the word, but I think that Sandoval has been grooming Raquel ever since he paid for the proposal in Palm Springs. Like oh, he's been like interested in her sort of putting out the vibe since then. And she said, I think the wheels started turning in Raquel's mind even before she broke off her engagement with James. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about that online, about how he does it to women, period. That like Dodie was a broken, messed up person. Ariana was a broken, messed up person. That he kind of like goes after these wounded birds and takes advantage of them. Yep. But I think I think Raquel knows exactly what she's doing. I think she's a cold-hearted snake. I think she's know what she's doing from the jump. She knew about the show before she was on the show. She wanted to be on the show. I think that's why she stayed with James for so long. I, I mean, I, I think that this is very calculated, and I think she's fucking diabolical, and I'm kind of here for it. Like, I hate her, but, like, she's a good villain. She She fooled us all. Yeah. Except Lala, maybe. And I will say... It got me thinking back to the last season that Jax was on when he was saying Sandoval will do anything to make it about him. And he always pretends to be like so caring and all this kind of stuff. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, I can't. I can't oh, well, you know, Jax came right out and tweeted just that. Was like, I've been telling you all, all along. I was right. Nobody listens to me, but I always end up being right. It but upsets. I honestly think with Jax it, it upsets Lala, me a little bit. <laughs> but with, with Jax and Lala, I think it's like, you know, if you shoot enough bullets eventually you hit a target like that's both true. of them have like said <laughs> shit about every single person on this cast that's terrible yeah. so i i think it, they just got lucky i don't that's think true. they had any kind of extra intuition that the rest of us didn't have that's true and lala has pretty much said that every other woman on the show is trash at one point or another yes yeah good point point. and also lala i mean i i refuse to be like a stan of lauren from utah um, she, like, fuck you. You were dating Randall when he was fully married with children. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. Like, the only one that I feel like has justice in this whole thing in the terms of cheating is Sheena, because I think she is stupid enough to honestly know that Eddie Cibrian was not married to Brandy Glanville. No. Yeah. 
Like, I think that she's a dum-dum and he told her I'm not married and she's, I mean, like, I don't think she's, I think she'd just be like, okay. <laughs> I mean, Fair. Ariana knew Kristen and Tom were together. She was friends with them. Um, Lala fucking knew Randall was married and that she was his undercover secret lover because she couldn't say his name on the show. Like, you know, they knew. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. I think Sheena's the only one that really didn't know. Yes. I could see but that. But Sheena better watch out because it's only a matter of time before uh, Raquel comes for Brock. <laughs> for real. <laughs> My God. Are you sad that Brock hasn't been on the, as much this season? Very, but I think he shows up next week. Or okay. this week, I think. I actually, yeah. I think they've been using him sparingly in a nice way. Like, yeah. I like I like seeing him playing with their daughter and just sort of like saying things in the background. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. I, I will also say, I know that Sheena is meddling in this Schwartz crap that is now a total lie. She looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sheena looks great. Yeah. She really does. So. Fully here for it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Man. Whew. Oh, well, and real quick before I feel like we've just probably discussed all there is to discuss about this, but I already sent Mirror a little screenshot of this a couple days ago. Those of you who have not had time to get your asses over to the Yelp page for Schwartz and Sandys, it is absolutely hilarious and I cannot recommend it. It it was a treat. I was on the yeah. airplane, so it made me laugh extra hard. Yeah, there were there were some good ones. Um, all right. Well, I, now that we have covered the late breaking news, we can get into Saddle Ranch. I think it might just be you know the next couple of weeks we might just have things to talk about. You know, it's just yes, we may very well revisit this. This is you know like again the Watergate of our time. So um, <laughs> I feel like we can't not discuss it, and we would much rather discuss it for you guys than just discuss it in private. So I'm sure we'll be revisiting this again. Yeah. Like, I'm still gobsmacked. Like, my pulse is up now that we've talked about it again. <laughs> it's, uh, okay. Anyway, so I feel like we should dive into the show we're actually covering, which is Saddle Ranch Episode 4, A Cowboy Romance. Yes. More like a cowboy snooze fest. <laughs> but I do have a saddle tattle. Okay. Again, they're not so much background as they are like, a, hey, I found this person. <laughs> Um, but this week's saddle tattle is Cameron Safford. Okay. So Cameron was born in April of 1981. Um, so she is almost 42. Okay. And I feel like that tracks. Yeah. So there isn't that much to report about like Cameron before the show. I have a few notes, including a spoiler. So I'm not sure if we want to do that about after the show. And then it's sort of like where she's at now. Well, a spoiler in terms of something that happens on the show? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I don't know. I'll save it. There's not that much for the show to hang on to, so I'll save it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, she was friends with other cast members after filming. And you can, when you Google her, a lot of like Getty images, not Getty, but, you know, photo service images come up of her going to events with like Noah and Dave. Um, but in November of 2011, she went to the Mark Lash Jewelry Showcase at the Gold Nightclub in, in Las Vegas at the Aria. And okay. she was pictured with one Jade Nicole. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I liked it. It's coming full circle for me. Oh, I also wanted to thank Heather quickly for sending us the video of Brody Jenner's like inflated baby thing. It was actually their gender reveal that we had talked about. In, their, in our last episode. Yes, and it was nightmare-inducing. It was, and Brody's having a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Serves so, him right. 
Yep. Quick aside. <laughs> um, so anyway, after Googling Cameron some more, um, she is now a Florida resident. And so Florida seems to make a lot of things available about their residents in a way that's a little uncomfortable. So according to a residence directory, she is living in Plantation, Florida, but she is also a registered Republican. Womp. Not shocked at all. No. So Not shocked about Florida or the Republican thing. Same. And I also found another record that says she lives in Delray Beach. According to an old MapQuest result, Cameron had her own massage business. Okay. But couldn't find any record of it now. Um, she married a man named Danielle, and I'm going to put a French accent on this because I don't know how to say it, but I'm guessing it's not French. C-H-I-L-J-E-A-N. Like, Siljean? <laughs> it's probably Siljean. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or it might be like a, a beautiful Hispanic name that I don't know how Maybe, to say. Maybe, but um, I, I'm, I bet they pronounce it Siljean. We can go with that because it sounds funnier. Um, so she married Daniel Chilgene. <laughs> um, and then, oddly enough, again, Florida publishing too much information. So in September of 2014, there's a family court case that's filed by her husband for custody. So they had a oh. kid, and then there's like this custody dispute, and you can sort of see these different legal proceedings at least in kind of like note form. Um, but I thought it made me sad at first because at some point in this, in these proceedings among the list is that Cameron had to complete a parent education and family stabilization course. Uh-oh, that does not bode very well for her. I know, and it made me a little sad. And then when I looked at it more thoroughly, he had to take one as well. Oh, okay. So that made me feel a little bit better and maybe it's just part of like a family court proceeding that both parents who are filing for custody have to do this thing so that made me they're, feel better they're probably it's probably just a real messy divorce yeah but they settled fairly quickly so this was filed in september of 2014 and then in july of 2015 they settled with a what florida calls an incorporated parenting plan which i'm assuming is joint custody yeah i think so yeah so it seems that it moved swift, swift and ended in a good direction anyway. Um, and the current record of her that I found on LinkedIn, though I'm not sure how current it is, is that she goes by Cameron Chilgene and it says she's in Fort Lauderdale and is an esthetician at Madeline KB Day Spa. Okay. And I couldn't find the spa, but when I Googled it, I found several Groupons for the spa, but no website. That just means it's done. Because so when yeah. I do all of my, like, trying to find places, that especially even for this show, I will Google it. Nothing will come up but Groupons. And then yeah. you click on the Groupon and it's from, like, years ago. So, yeah, it just means they went out of business. Yep. But, you know, Cameron being an esthetician in Florida and a registered Republican, I feel like that, that all tracks to me. But I wonder, too, though, if she was doing massage that she may not even be an esthetician. Maybe she was doing a massage at an aesthetic studio. Maybe. Um, or maybe she's doing facials and massage. Like, who knows? I feel like LinkedIn has massage therapist as a category. She wouldn't write esthetician if she didn't have to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's where Cameron's at. <laughs> at least right, well, a, a little bit somewhere. I don't know. She's, she's, she's down south. Okay. Yeah. That's all I got. And I didn't go back and research Taylor, but that doesn't mean I won't. Just, okay. you know, we're short on time today. Um, 
But Cameron was next on the list after Noah, so I am continuing to go through in order. Are you ready for the cowboy I am romance? Ready. I am ready. This should take all of 10 minutes because nothing <laughs> fucking happened. Yeah. Um, so we get a little like preview of what's to come. And like the more that Rachel hangs out with Rob, the more she likes him. Woohoo. Cassie goes to dance class. And then Noah. Oh no, it's not Noah. It's Dave. And Dave flirts with too many tables. Yes. So the episode officially opens and Rachel and Rob are going on their kind of first date, but they are going to a tattoo shop to visit her friend, Alex. So she calls him, but she really means tattoo artist and Alex, AKA uncle Fester. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, I mean, I don't like to judge other people's <clears throat> tattoos because I have a lot of tattoos and I'm sure I have a lot of tattoos that other people would not find cool or attractive. Um, Rachel is getting more work done on her full back tattoo. Yes. That is the medical symbol that normally has the two snakes in between the like wings or whatever the fuck it is. But yeah. instead of that, she has a syringe because she has gotten her phlebotomy license, which I looked up and it takes a whopping like, the, so it's different for every state. I yeah. couldn't find California. Um, in DC, it only takes 80 hours. Um, in Florida, it takes 11 weeks. Okay. Well, this is not something that takes a lot of time. Um, I don't think it's super hard. You make barely above minimum wage doing it. Uh, the average price of phlebotomist makes I looked up is $18 an hour. So only $3 above minimum wage. Um, to get a tattoo that covers your entire back, representing something that is akin to less than an associate's degree is a little shocking to me, but more power to uh, It was shocking to me too. And, but she seemed proud of it, right? So like I she was seemed very that. proud of it, but I guarantee you the time it's taking to get the tattoo finished is longer than the time it took for her to get her phlebotomy degree. Yeah. So I was also, I feel like they set us up for failure a little bit when Rob said like, oh, wow, you're getting like the medical emblem tattooed on your back. What's that story? And I was thinking like, oh my God, she's going to like appeal to my heartstrings. And like, she, she spent a lot of time in a hospital or, you know what I mean? Like I was getting yeah. ready to like have this big emotional moment. And then she was like, I'm a phlebotomist. Like, oh, okay. And I don't think a practicing one. No, like she she's got a bartender. Her... I also thought it was interesting because she kept calling it a degree and everything online I found called it a certificate. No, I don't think you can get a degree in phlebotomy. That yeah. would be known as a medical degree in hematology. That would be yeah. different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a big old back tattoo. Um, and they have this like little, you know, meet cute conversation in front of this tattoo artist. And her longest relationship was four years. Rob's was one. And he is, it's weird. He's like smitten with her, but he's just horny for her. Um, and he says, like, it's a really intimate moment when you get a tattoo. And it's so cool that when she thinks about it, she'll know that I was there with her. And Rachel is saying that normally she's attracted to guys' brains and she likes Rob's, but he's also attractive. So he's pretty perfect. She uses the perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. So then it is a night of service at Saddle Ranch. And we see Noah, like, punching the punching game. I don't... How does Candy allow that? <laughs> Just putting that out there. Candy is, like, a, she's a narc. She catches it all. But yet someone punching the game that's an employee, I feel like that shouldn't be allowed. 
maybe he wasn't on. That's possible. And he's also a bar back. So maybe, I mean, like he's not having to, I feel like everyone else who's gotten in trouble has to actively deal with customers and a bar back does not. So maybe that's that, therein lies the difference, maybe? I, I don't know. Or I also didn't see if there were customers around. Maybe they weren't even open yet. Maybe that was staff. Maybe. Um, so Rachel and Rob are working together behind the bar and they're just, you know, more flirty conversation and says like, I love your face. And then Dave, who grows on me a little bit in this episode said, I don't want to say that they're destined to fail, <laughs> but he implies that they're going to. And he says, but if Rob does anything to piss her off, all hell will break loose. Um, Dave goes, agreed. yeah, Dave goes on to flirt with a bachelorette party. And he's single and mingling. He says it's tough not to flirt working at Saddle Ranch. And he puts these young bachelorette ladies onto the mechanical bull, even though he's serving. So well, apparently I don't even think it was the bachelorette ladies. I think it was other ladies because oh. they had all of those weird pink boa things. Oh, God. And I was paying attention to them. First of all, this is horrible of me to even say. <laughs> and he does say that it is for tips. But I feel like the majority of the ladies that he was throwing themselves at tonight were subpar at best. They weren't the cutest. No. I mean, they weren't like hideously hunchback uggos, but also, I mean, he, not for nothing. I mean, he's got a personality of a wet doormat, but he's a good looking guy. And yeah. I was just kind of, I mean, like, I think this is all for tips. I think the show was trying to make it seem like it was for tips and because he's like, I get numbers, I get numbers. I'm like, do you really want these girls' numbers? I don't know if you do want these girls' numbers. And how stealth can it be for him? I'm sorry, the mechanical bull is a big thing. It makes noise. Everyone sees it. You can't do that stealthily. No. So I don't buy the whole, like, we're not supposed to do that, but I'm doing it anyway. Like, you would be fired if that was true. Well, and Saddle Ranch has an employee and an employee category for everything. I'm, I was shocked that there was not like the bull operator on yeah. duty at all times. Yeah. That's I, what people go too. to Saddle Ranch for. Yeah. Also, I was not convinced it wasn't the same ladies because I feel like they wouldn't be allowed to wear boas or dangly things on a mechanical bull because it would be like a, it could get caught or something. Well, no, I was looking at how they looked. Um, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't look at their faces very much, but. The best part is, is that he's putting these ladies onto the bull and Candy is just standing there staring him down. Candy has got his number this episode. She is all over Dave. Um, so she says to him, when you're a server, you focus on serving. And then all of a sudden, Candy is looking for Nancy, who has gone MIA. Yeah, and she's missing. when she comes back, she gets called into Candy's office. And Candy busts out like a timetable on Nancy and is like at 9.54, you went on break and then you did this and then you did that and then you did that. And I stopped paying attention. I was well, impressed by the what, timetable and then didn't listen. Basically what she was saying was that Nancy was trying to claim that no one ever told her that the like that these people were sat while she was on break that she was on break and someone must have, she told people she was on break and someone must have sat these people at her table while she was on break. And Nancy was like, I mean, Candy was like, oh no, 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 no. These people were sat 18 minutes before you clocked out to go on break. 
So it's 100% not true. And Nancy's like, what do you, I mean, Candy was like, what do you mean? Nobody told you they're your customers sitting in your section. It's not anyone's job to tell you like they're sitting at your table. Like you should be paying attention and see who sit at your table and go over and talk to them. Um, so then Candy keeps going. And she says she doesn't want people here who can't wait at their own, wait on their own station. And then she says that she thinks we have a whole generation of people who don't know how to be held accountable. And she Agreed. writes up Nancy. I know. I thought you would like that. I did. <laughs> this is where I also, so I watched this episode this morning before work while having a cup of coffee, which is not usually <laughs> how one watches reality TV. Um, and I, I said to my husband, I said, I actually think you would like this show. Like people get written up for everything on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um so then we see cassie approach noah and they talk about dancing and she sort of says like do you want to go to a class with me and he says that he'll bring his girlfriend and he brings a girlfriend that is not his now wife which i was a little sad about i thought that would i was gonna ask you if that was i couldn't remember her name i was gonna ask you if that was the wife because the girlfriend's name is michelle no, remember her name was Claude. That's why they called oh, things Cloa. Right. Um, so right. this her name was Michelle. Um, but they go to the Edge Performing Arts and closed because of the pandemic, which oh. it says on their Instagram, but the Instagram is still active. So if any of you have the urge to go watch people dancing on Instagram, you can go to their Instagram. Okay. Um, but they have a, a good chat about whether they want to do like stage performance or video stuff. Noah says he wants to do more movies. And I'm guessing this was in the era of like step up and yep. all that stuff. Okay. And Cassie says she really wants to go on tour with someone. Like she wants to be a backup dancer. She thinks the energy of the crowd would just make it that much more incredible. Um, and Noah and his girlfriend actually, I think are really sweet to her and give her good advice. And they say, you've got to get with an agency and then they'll send you on auditions. Like you can't really, you can try it on your own, but it's just that much harder. And then Noah says, I thought just really sweetly, he says, you know, Cassie reminds me of me when I first got started doing this. Noah's just the nicest guy on this show. Like by he is, but I will say this, that when they did the actual dancing, I thought his now ex-girlfriend, Michelle, was the best dancer. I agree. I thought Michelle was really good. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. Cassie and Noah weren't bad, but Michelle no, was No, they weren't good. bad, but Michelle was the one that stood out to me. I was like, holy shit, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, so then, dance montage, freestyle, Cassie says she's trained, but then has learned more hip-hop, because that's what people do out here. That's what yeah. she said. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then my note says back at the ranch. <laughs> um, so Dave is waiting on a few secret shoppers on his shift that Candy has placed in his section. And these two dudes both order filet mignon. And so they are, as we know from Vanderpump Rules, bringing it full circle and other shows, they are paid to critique the server undercover. And so Dave is actually like hustling and doing a pretty good job with them at first, but then he gets distracted by another table full of ladies. Um, and Dave says, I don't know what was spilled into Candy's coffee. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and I actually was sort of proud of him. I felt like he was doing a good job and being attentive to the secret diners. And then he 
slowly falls off at the end and they're looking for him and they kind of want to leave and you see him flirting with the girls and you just, you don't really know what's going to happen. And this is where Dave says, I think in his confessional, he says, flirting makes more tips. Candy needs to shut up. Careful, Dave. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't think that she should have a problem with the flirting. I think that she should have a problem with him not giving equal attention to all his tables at the same time. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Like, yeah. I, well, actually, although I did stroke out and I was so glad that he got yelled at about this when he sat down with them. Yes. He was taking this order, the, the girl's order, and he literally sits at the table with them and starts chit-chatting. I have never seen a server do that in my life. If a server did that at, to me, I would feel very awkward. And if I was their boss, I would suspend them. Yes. Like, you don't just plop your ass down at a table with people if you're the server. No. The other question I had for you, and I didn't have time to rewind it, or actually I did have time, I just couldn't be bothered. I felt like that the secret shoppers asked for Patron shots and he never got them because they asked for Patron shots again later. And I wasn't sure if that they wanted more shots or if they were asking for the original shots that they never got. Oh, I don't know. I didn't catch that. But I think based on, so Dave's assessment after Candy reveals that they were secret shoppers, um, he actually did pretty well. So he did that's, get- And that's why I'm annoyed by all of this. So we sit yeah. through all of this like quote unquote high drama where the secret shoppers are there and they're setting it up to like, oh my God, they had to wait 10 minutes for the check. And we think that Dave's going to get raked over the coals. Spoiler alert, everyone. He does not. The highest score you can get is a 38. He got a 34. And even Candy says, you did really well. Yeah. So what was the point of this whole thing? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it was a waste. This was definitely a filler episode, like a big time filler episode. Yeah, it was. But I was also kind of proud of Dave. <laughs> Dave brought mildly something to the party this episode in a way he well, hasn't, but that's being very forgiving. Well, and I guess it finally showed up. I feel like this is the most we've seen of Dave ever at yes. this point. So Yes. Um, so then we see Rob and Noah go to the store and he is going to cook dinner for Rachel. Um, and so Rob went to get tattooed with her and they talk all the time and Noah asks him if it's serious and he's all, I don't know, man, but you know me, I've got a short attention span when it comes to girls and Rob is buying like thick cut steaks and Noah says, is this whole thing going to be a miss steak? I thought that was good. Um, I did think it was funny. Noah had two um, bon mots during the scene later on where he picks up a bag of nuts and says, hey, would you hold my nuts? Which I yeah. thought was lovely. Um, um, go ahead. When they were Well, when they were shopping, and this is, has nothing to do with the show, I noticed over Rob's shoulder, there was a display of like vegetables and they had listed red rose potatoes, which I've never heard of. I mean, I know of red potatoes, but I've never heard of red rose potatoes before. Interesting. Yeah. No, me I need to look it up later. Um, actually, Rob made me laugh a little bit too because Noah was like, "Well, what are you guys doing tonight?" And he says, "After dinner." And Rob says, "I don't know. Maybe watch a movie. Maybe take my pants off and make bad decisions." <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, so then we see back at the ranch, Cassie is selling shots to a group of dancers who work at or dance at, excuse me, rock and roll burlesque. And so she starts talking to them about when they're having auditions again. And they said, well, we don't really do it that way, but maybe you could come in and do a private workshop. And so it's called Hell's Bells Burlesque. And I meant to look it up and I forgot. Okay, we'll <laughs> put that. I'll put that in my notes for um, Cassie. We'll see 
if she dazzled the stage with Hell's Bells or less. Or less. Based on the look of them and her, she looks like a great fit. Yeah, I think she'd be a great fit. Yeah. Because she, so, she, she could easily be a suicide girl, too. Yes. Totally. Um, although I would want her to strip all the heinous blonde out of her hair or whatever that two-tone is. Well, but of, I mean, it's awful, but it was of the time. Everyone had it. I know. Um, so then we go to Rob's house ugh, again. <laughs> Rob is cooking dinner. And I'm. this is where it really threw me over the edge. I'm so tired of Rob's signature look. He is just never without a stocking cap and the hoodie pulled up over it. Indoors yep. all the time. Yep. It's annoying. Yeah. Does he have a head under there? I don't know. Well, it's really weird because when the show started, he had hair. And then he shaved his head. And ever since he shaved his head, we never see his head. Maybe he doesn't like the way he looks. But um, take the hoodie down, wear a different hat, mix something up. Like, it's just yeah. so... An, it looks like he's walking in the rain indoors. Yep. Ugh. So this is where he starts asking Rachel her favorite food. And she says she really likes fish. She really likes sushi. She also likes steak. Cool. Rachel says she hates dating, but they're super like really kissy in the kitchen. Like, I don't know. They're into each other. Fine. Whatever. But it's just not that exciting to watch. Um, a lot of you make me blush. You're a good kisser. You're kind of romantic. Mm. And so he makes like steak and roasted Brussels sprouts and a salad. And Rachel says that his cooking was actually really good. And she was impressed. Well, I want to know, did you see him <clears throat> pouring like 18 gallons of what I'm assuming was olive oil? Was that on the Brussels sprouts? It or the sure salad? was. I didn't tell. It was a sh fuck ton of olive oil. It made me gasp. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Although I think in life, you and I are of the calorie counting mind. Like once you learn all that stuff about like where your calories come from, you it's very hard to forget. It's I sometimes I wish I could forget. But it, for me, it wasn't even, I mean, yes, it was the calories, but it was also like they would be fucking soggy. Like, I mean, that was a lot of olive oil. It was a lot of olive oil. I they would probably still taste pretty good though if he was roasting them, but no, I, I gasped. I was mortified. Yeah. So then they decide that they have dinner and they're sitting on the disgusting couch cover. We have to look at it again. Oh, I don't look at it because I spend all my time staring at the phone table. It is, it's still there. It's still askew. It doesn't fit the couch. It's still dog poop brown. It's just so, ugh. And they decide that she's going to stay the night. They do decide she's going to stay the night and they go into the bedroom being serenaded by the dulcet tones of the plain white tea's rhythm of love. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yep. Um, my favorite part was that the dog races them to the bedroom like the dog's going to do something exciting too. <laughs> I can identify. <laughs> but that's it. This. Yeah, this that's one... it. Like, I mean, thank God we had Vanderpump stuff to talk about because there not much happened on this episode. Um, and then we have scenes from the next, which is when it looks like Rob and Rachel fight because they go out and Rachel gets drunk and becomes belligerent. And then we get, I'm sure I'm going to have a lot to say about this next week. Um, Nancy loses her mind because celebrity hairstylist um, Ken Vo comes into Saddle Ranch. And who and is that? He's a, you know, he he's a, a, you don't hear about him as much anymore, but he was really big in like the early aughts through the like early 2010s. Um, he did Pamela Anderson's hair. He used to do the Clinton's hair for a while. 
Um, okay. He, I mean, he's a, a famous celebrity hairdresser. Okay. Um, he's kind of that era's, um, oh, I'm sick and I can't think right. Um, the uh, Guy Tang. Okay. I got him confused momentarily with Ken Pave's or whatever, who was Jessica Simpson's hair person. Uh, no, because he was Caucasian and Ken Vo is Vietnamese. Okay, I didn't get a good look at him. But I will say this is funny because I wanted to, I was trying to remember what celebrity's hair he did and I knew you were going to ask me. So I pulled up his bio on behindthechair.com and they list his television accomplishments, which there aren't, there's maybe like 10 and Saddle Ranch was listed. <laughs> oh, good for Saddle Ranch. Yay. Yeah, yeah. so... Well, um, all right. Well, we happens. will be talking to you guys soon, and we will probably have some Vanderpump updates for you as well. So hang in there and enjoy this amazing time in our lives. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at One Hit Pod. You can email us at franklymarebe at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Mayor B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>